Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Guide us, O God, that your word and spirit, that in your light we may see light, and in your truth we may find freedom, and in your will discover your peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Today's Old Testament reading comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 1 through 4. Listen for the word of the Lord. But there will be no gloom for those who were in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali. But in the later time, he will make glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied exultation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders the rod of their oppression you have broken as on the day of Midian. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Listen again for the word of the Lord. The gospel reading comes from Matthew chapter 4, verses 12 through 23. Listen for the word of the Lord. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and for those who sat in the region in the shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casted a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father, Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious God, fill us with your spirit that the preached word will fall fresh on us today. Let the words of your servant's mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing 
in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, through Christ. Amen. The sermon title this morning is Respond to the Call. This text reminded me that the world constantly calls us to follow someone or something. Social media has people who are called influencers. They have millions of followers, set trends and shape today's thoughts, particularly of our young people. Their opinions and insights are trusted, and the people, like groupies who follow a music group or artist, simply just follow. John the Baptist, who was a man of God, also had a following. He spoke with great authority and had power, and he spoke of one more powerful than him to come. He was a wilderness preacher who had a requirement that represented an unwavering commitment to the coming of the Messiah. He said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Some of his followers were authentic, others had hidden agendas, and some perhaps were like groupies, along for the ride. As we enter verse 12, Jesus hears that John was arrested, and instead of raining down heavenly power to liberate John, Jesus would do the unexpected. He retreated to Galilee. Things are not always what they seem. Most of us relate significant events to a calendar date or a world event, like World War II, the Depression, the Great Depression, 9-11, and even the COVID crisis. But the author here relates these types of events to salvation history. Jesus unveils his divine upside-down power, not by retaliation, but instead to reveal his purpose. The term arrest used in the NRSV or put in prison in the NIV also means to betray, hand over, or be delivered up. It is the same Greek word that was used when Judas betrayed Jesus. After Judas' betrayal, God delivered Jesus up to the cross for human sin. And now with John's arrest, John's ministry would end and Jesus' ministry would begin. Joanne and I often think about the blessings and the many benefits of beginning our ministry here at Grace Covenant with all the beautiful people and this beautiful building. Um, what a way to get started. Jesus' public ministry, however, began outside the visibility of Jerusalem or in the comfort of his hometown of Nazareth, where he could have had the support of his family. Instead, his ministry was inaugurated where there had been displacement, darkness, and the shadow of death known as the Galilee of the Gentiles. This location would fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah 9 in verses 15 and 16. The contempt suffered by Zebulon and Naphtali before the restoration from Assyrian captivity would now be the inaugural site of Jesus' ministry who would walk 
in the darkness to bring light, peace, and justice. Like a presidential inaugural speech laying out their plan for the nation, Jesus gave an inaugural proclamation for his ministry to the kingdom, echoing the exact same words of John the Baptist. Jesus said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. But unlike John, who spoke of what was to come, Jesus spoke to the understanding that the inbreaking of the active rule of God was already occurring in his reality. From his purpose, prophecy, and proclamation, Jesus gave us a prescription and a promise. In order to fulfill the prescription, Jesus called his first disciples. Two sets of brothers going about their fishing responsibilities. The prescription was, follow me. In Jewish tradition, students seek the rabbi, not the other way around. We too seek mentors or teachers whom we desire to learn or hone our skills, but whom Jesus called, they did not pick him. Jesus chose them. The promise was followed by the prescription. I'll make you fish for people. Jesus saw them, called them, came to them, and without explanation or hesitation, God's saving work elicited an immediate response to the power of his word. Friends, Jesus calls us to respond to his call so that through the Spirit, we might help to grow the kingdom of heaven to reveal his power in a broken world. Are we supposed to just drop everything and follow Jesus? Does the kingdom of heaven need us? How will God use us in our brokenness? Well, we certainly do not have Jesus in the flesh calling us to fish for people, but I wonder if it would make a difference today. Our results-oriented culture is skeptical about trusting anyone with the outcome of their lives. There would surely be more confidence if we had before and after pictures of what life looks like with God. Additionally, in Matthew's Gospel, where the brothers had never encountered Jesus, he called them to repent. Many today say they believe in a higher power, source, or even God, but trust more in themselves. They fail to see that if they are not turning to God, they are turning away from God. The Old Testament understanding of repentance is to turn or return to God. To repent in the New Testament is a, is a blend that requires us to get a new trajectory and then act on it. In other words, Jesus is saying, if you believe in God, it requires you to come to me. There's no blueprint or flow chart of the next steps to simply just have faith and trust and follow Jesus. Like the four brothers Jesus called, it often 
occurs in our busy and productive lives, that the Spirit comes upon us to follow him. The immediacy of the disciples to drop everything was not about their leaving their jobs or starting a new business opportunity, but responding to the word. Jesus is not necessarily calling us to drop our gifts or, product, or productiveness in the world, but to yield to his divine power with haste and conviction. There are, however, some things we should leave immediately. Put them behind us. And there's some things that we need a season away in order that we may walk as a disciple of Christ. And that requires daily renewal. Psalm 51 and 10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And Romans 12 and 2 said, Romans 12 and 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Are we supposed to drop everything for Jesus? We must be willing to drop all the barriers to following Christ, that we might live out personally and corporately as the church the benefits of life under the reign of Christ. As crazy as it sounds, the kingdom of God needs us. Living under the kingdom mandate reveals that God's redemption plan is still in effect in human history. The kingdom's nearness in Jesus is God's creative work and reconciliation in the world through us as Christ's light in dark spaces. Friends, through the Spirit we are the continued expression of Christ's ministry, calling people to follow him, which is the human, calling us to follow him in which the human and spiritual kingdoms of this world seek to rule our lives. As Christ's disciple, we are a threat to the powers that still claim many today. We do not have to look very far to see the devil working day and night trying to wreck our families, create insecurities in our hearts, and motivate us to seek power over justice and righteousness. The kingdom of heaven is the common denominator between Jesus and the church, and we are the church. And when we respond to the call, we become inseparable from Jesus, who calls the church to continue the message about him. Those who seek to follow him in the kingdom and the young and mature disciples alike until the fullness of the kingdom come must maintain sight of the challenges believers will face when following Jesus. Sometimes we want to romanticize what it means to follow Jesus and we can lose hope when times get tough, the inbreaking of the kingdom of heaven in our lives is not idealism. It can sometimes be disruptive and intrusive, just like it was for Simon and Andrew casting their nets and James and John mending theirs. The new disciples were useful 
and valuable in many ways when they receive the call. It is often in the ordinariness of our lives, at home, at work, commuting in our cars, that Christ's love breaks through, Christ's love breaks through and claims our hearts and minds unexpectedly. We are needed in the kingdom because Christ invites us to join him in catching new souls. How will God use us in our brokenness? It is God who equips us and uses us in the power of the Holy Spirit. The Evening Circle Women's Bible Study is reading a book called God Does His Best with Empty by Nancy Guthrie. She wrote, when all you can see are the empty places, put your confident hope in what you can't see. Put your hope in a God who is for you. God has not raised his fist against you. Instead, God's hand is at work in your life. See that even the hardest providences of life come to us through our Redeemer's nail-scarred hands. Christ's invitation is an invitation of wholeness. It's an invitation of restoration. And when we accept the call, our heart's trajectory is for God, where Christ's love and forgiveness conquer us. And that love is where Christ uses our hands, hearts, and minds so that we might carry the scent of his salvation to the many broken pieces who walk around us. The aroma is the Spirit's work that opens our eyes to Christ and inspires us to respond to his call for service. Jesus sets the example for us when the text says in verse 23, Jesus went throughout Galilee teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the kingdom's good news and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. Brothers and sisters, we have been empowered to share the good news to life's physical and spiritual poverty. When we live under Christ's authority, we can be bold to speak life into hopeless hearts, feed the hungry with open hands, help house the homeless, counsel the broken, and seek to serve the marginalized. Jesus directs us to whom the power of the word is intended in his hometown sermon in Nazareth in Luke 4, 18 and 19, when he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and to recover the sight of the blind to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. When we respond through faith, by God's grace, we are assured that even in our brokenness, a new day awaits the dawn of his light and that we can make a difference in the world for our neighbors who are in need. Beloved, Christ calls us to respond to his invitation. The call might not sound as clear as follow me and I will make you fish for people, but Jesus is giving us the same prescription and promise today. 
It might come through the word proclaimed or scripture, music, a word of encouragement or a smile, or seeing light edge into the darkness. We must drop every obstacle to follow Jesus, knowing that we are worthy of the kingdom. To follow Jesus is to follow more than an influencer. It is to be embraced by and to serve our Redeemer. We must be willing to live a repentant life, walking with Jesus and not just willing to go along for the ride. And amid our faithfulness, we will pack new bags and ready ourselves for a new journey, trusting and believing in Jesus, who tells us to go fishing, that we might draw the young and the old alike out of the darkness to catch and hold them in God's net, the kingdom of heaven, a kingdom that is not political, social, economic, or has borders, but manifests itself in our spaces and times as Christ's visible royal authority on earth as it is in heaven. Respond to Christ's call without hesitation or delay so that we all might walk in the light as his disciples. To God be the glory. Amen.